The following program does not necessarily reflect the views of the staff or management of WFMD. It's Success Happens on 930 WFMD, blending business and politics. Success Happens with your host, Jen Charlton. Good morning and welcome to Success Happens, blending business and politics. That's what we do here. And, you know, when I started looking at where we were going with success and I realized that business and politics are so intertwined, they're so intertwined. And now even you're seeing politicians who are stepping into the race who come from business and industry. So there's a I'm fascinated with how they how they integrate and um, and how one can affect the other and move things in a different direction based on either policy on the government side or business and finance uh, decisions that affect, you know, where you put plants and where you produce goods and how do you get them to market and all of these things that we now know are premier concerns for us given the supply chain issue. So we're going to tackle that today and we're going to continue ringing that bell until we make a difference in the minds of the politicians to start affecting policy in a way that allows us to have the goods and services that we need to function in a price we can afford. See, any if it's at any cost, then it doesn't help us because you and I only have so much disposable income to pay our bills and our lighting and put shoes on our feet. No, by the way, buy that baby formula we can't get our hands on. So we have to be mindful of all of these things, and it has to be in a price that we can afford. The gas prices right now are astronomical, and it doesn't have to be that way. Choices that were made by the Biden administration on day one have brought us to this moment in time and they need to be held accountable and they need to be held accountable in the in the courts and they need to be held accountable in the ballot box and we you know you know we're covering election fraud here and it's a thing it is a real thing so as you're walking around voting coming up soon in maryland july 19th primary watch listen look and record It's A-OK for you to have information that you can then present to people who can hold people to account when they start stuffing hundreds of ballots in a ballot box. And oh, by the way, our dear governor is getting ready to add 127 across the state, just so it makes it a little bit harder for you to follow what's going on. It's disgusting. So anyway, I have with me today a couple of great candidates, and I want to make sure that you all get to know them. So first up is Michael Perutka. He is running for attorney general for the state of Maryland, and he is a conservative constitutionalist. Now, he didn't say that, but that's what I interpret about what I've read about him, and I've spoken with him briefly. So welcome to the welcome to Success Happens, Michael. Well, Jennifer, thank you very much. It's a pleasure to be with you. I appreciate it. It's wonderful to have you. And I can't imagine Maryland, again, with a, maybe for the first I don't know when we had a conservative attorney general. It's been a while. I can't imagine the differences that could be made by somebody who actually was holding us up to the Constitution 
as our, as I like to say, our mission, our mission, vision, and values. It's all encapsulated in that constitution, both at the federal level and our state constitution. But unfortunately, we've had people like, you know, these liberal attorneys who push policy and partisanship into the legal system. So can you speak to first, Michael, why are you running for attorney general? Well, thank you very much. Uh, uh, Yes, you know, you said that we need the mission and vision needs to be conservative. It it needs to be, as you said, constitutional. Um, We have we have been abandoning the Constitution and, by the way, abandoning the biblical principles on which our country has been based. We've been doing that for years and years and years. But the last two years, Jennifer, have been a a time of absolute tyranny. the, the lockdowns and the mandates and the edicts and the orders and all these things that violated your right to assemble and to worship and to run your own business and to care for your own bodily autonomy, your own medical decisions, all of these things have been unlawful. They have all been unconstitutional. Absolutely all of them have been unconstitutional. Um, and uh, Okay, yes, but Michael, hold on. If that's the case, why on God's green earth, does it continue? Why have they not been held accountable? Why has it not been punished? Well, here and, and that's a great question, because the, the political will hasn't existed to do that. Um, and and, and th- I, I was going to mention this later, but let me say this right now. You know, there are two law schools in my state of Maryland, and, you know, I, I went to one of them a long time ago. Uh, but in, in, and everybody that graduates from those two law schools, University of Maryland, University of Baltimore, every one of the people that graduates from there, assuming they practice law, take an oath to the Maryland Constitution to, to protect and defend the Maryland Constitution. But did you know that neither one of those law schools for the last 50 years has had a course of study in the Maryland Constitution? It's not studied there. I mean, just so. So, so wait, they're the- supposed to get it through osmosis or through the ether or it's just supposed to come upon them in a moment of of a vision and well, intellect. I, I, <laughs> right. I think I can cheek uh, uh, aspect of your question. Yes, of course. Um, <laughs> I, I think I, I, I think it's clear. I, I mean, I don't think any reasonable person would think that that's an oversight or does something they missed. Um, this is an intentional uh, part of it, an, an, a very intentional agenda to move us away from constitutional thinking. Um, so, so just just quickly, if 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 you if you your business was closed unlawfully during this this time of tyranny in the last two years, um, and you went to an attorney, he probably did not know that Article Forty Four of the Maryland Constitution Declaration of Rights says this. And let me just I'm going to do it from my memory here that the provisions of the Constitution of the United States and of this state being Maryland apply as well in times of war as in times of peace and no deviation therefrom or violation thereof based on a plea of necessity or any other plea is valid. Wow. In other words, Jennifer, what could be more on point than that? in, in other words, there is no COVID nineteen exception to the Bill of Rights or to the Maryland what the Maryland Declaration of Rights is the is the state equivalent of the federal Bill of Rights. Um, so, so it, it, the, our, our our Bill of Rights in Maryland basically says you can't deviate from this. Uh, you can't call an emergency and then violate people's rights 
be under that. So the big lie seems Wait, to me. Wait, hold on. I got to let that sink in. Sure. Say that again. You can't call it an emergency. Say what you just said again. Well, well, well there's no COVID nineteen exception to the bill of, to the Maryland Constitution of Rights or to the U.S. Bill of Rights. In other words, they, the, the big lie has been they've gotten you to think, they've gotten us to think that oh, this this Constitution doesn't apply right now because don't you see we have this emergency. So the emergency, I'm going to just dig into that for a second. The emergency use authorization they used, the governor used, as his reason and excuses to pull the nonsense that we've been through over the last two years in Maryland. And what I'm saying is that absolutely he had no authority to do that. That that not not only violates the spirit, it it violates the exact language that that, of of one of the sections of the Constitution that I just was reading to you. No, our founders foresaw, and and the framers of our Constitution foresaw that, you know, excuses would be used. There's always some kind of good excuse to not follow the rules, but the Constitution doesn't allow that. And, you you know, we we talk, one of the self-evident truths that Jefferson talked about in the Declaration of Independence. He said, we hold these truths to be self-evident. Then he listed five of them. And the fourth one he listed was that that's self-evident. In other words, we're not even going to subject this to argumentation. It's self-evident. And and that was that government has to be by the consent of the governed. So the consent of the governed, the vehicle by which we express the consent of the governed, Jennifer, is the Constitution of Maryland and on the federal level, the Constitution of the United States. So one might say that if if the government stays within the bounds of the Constitution, well, then they have our consent because and they have legitimacy and they have authority. But when they act outside the bounds of their Constitution, they violate that deal. Well, they're, then they're operating without our consent and their operations are, are lawless and, um, and, and, uh, and, 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 and actually they're, they're criminal. Um, so let me, let me just say something about that. We have undergone psychological warfare. Absolutely. And now I own a gym. I've seen people come in who say, if I don't work out, my day does not go well. Like they need it for their mental health. It's a real thing. So when they shut down gyms, they cut off access to people who needed that vehicle as a way to cope with certain mental health issues that are real for them. In addition, they created a coercive tactic, shaming people who didn't mask, shaming people who didn't get a vaccine, and at the same time, dear Governor Hogan, promoted $400,000 lottery if you did comply. So what they did in this psychological warfare was so screw people up in their heads Am I right? Should I do this? Am I a bad person? Oh, my gosh. Wait, I'm white. I shouldn't be white. I should be black. Wait, but if I'm black, I'm less than. I mean, what the hell has gone on with this psychological warfare on the we, the people? And then so therefore, when you ask for the consent of the governed, something has inextricably, I can never say that word, shifted so that now the consent of the government is, well, you should mask. It's good for our people. If you don't mask, you're not a good person. You're not being, uh, uh, you're not being righteous. You're, you're being selfish, and you could harm others. And see how they flipped all of that on us 
to have us be now the consent of the governed is to comply. Do you get what I'm saying? I get exactly what you're saying. As a matter of fact, one of the things that's insidious about that is that they use the, our natural desire to, to do good against us. That oh. is to say, you know, we, we, yeah, we'll go for two weeks, even though it violates our rights. We'll go for two weeks. We'll go for whatever, be, 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 because, you know, well, we're good hearted and we realize there might be a problem and we, we don't want to be harmful to people. But how, do you, I mean, at this point, and for a long time to this point, do you really have, does, does anybody really sensibly believe that this has to do with health? It's outrageous. I mean, it, it is such a uh, a, a power grab, and and it's and we're now seeing the aftermath of it right now right. in the middle of what we're going through as a crisis in this country, and we are in the on the in the precipice of imploding. You heard it here. Right. We are about to now. I'm going to take us to a quick break. You're with uh, Success Happens, everybody. We've got Michael Peruka running for attorney general for the state of Maryland with us. We'll be having Dr. Mariella Roca on with us next. So stand by. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Success Happens. This is Jen. We are having a really great conversation with Michael Perutka about, you know, the the unconstitutionality of what we've been through in Maryland. And, you know, Brian Frosch. Our current attorney general has been very political. I mean, he's filed against Trump, I believe. He's, you know, he's going to be the good old party guy. He's just going to do things for the sake of doing things for the party. But he's not following the law. Is that accurate, Michael, or am I being harsh? No, I think it's very accurate. Uh, I, I think I've been told, I'm not sure this number, but like more than 20 actions have been brought against uh, Trump, either investigations or commencement of some kind of proceeding against Trump and investigations of his hotel, uh, which isn't even in Maryland. It's in D.C. Uh, but so, uh, yeah, look, Article 5 of, of the Maryland Constitution sets forth the things that the attorney general is supposed to do. There's 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 basically four paragraphs that present his his uh, duties. And, you know, we our government is one of limited and enumerated powers. We're not supposed to do things that aren't to, to use the, to use the attorney general's office to do things that are, you're not empowered to do is actually to break the law, not to not to enforce the law. Yeah, I mean, you you become a political hack hack man. Yeah. You know, you're not a you're not a law abiding, law promoting officer of the court anymore. You're 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 something else. Um, let's go on to uh, you've received some criticism. Um, by the Washington Post, just to preface it with, of course. Um, so uh, the Washington Post came out against you and some others about this League of the South and the Southern secession uh, notion of Southern. Listen, California's talked about seceding. Texas has talked about seceding. I mean, long before we got into the crisis we are, I mean, I would say that probably – if a state were running properly and doing things the way they should be doing, why would they want to be a part of the mess that is the Biden administration out of Washington? Just saying. So go ahead. What's your thought on this? Well, well, well sure. Well, let's talk about secession first for just a second. Um, the very first sentence, the first sentence of the Declaration of Independence says, when in the course of human events it becomes necessary for a people for, excuse me, for one people, to dissolve the political bands which have connected them with another. A decent respect for the opinions of mankind requires that they set forth the reasons that impel them to that separation. So, so uh, a, a 
people to dissolve the political band. That's secession. It's really nothing more uh, than than uh, self-government, the, 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 the right to self-government. Do I believe in the right to self-government? Absolutely. Um, and and I, I, I've never really advocated secession in any, in any uh, particular way, except do I believe that it's the, the right of people to, to form their own government and live by their own government and not live under tyranny and oppression? Yes, I absolutely do think that. Um, so, so back in 2004, I had the great privilege of representing the Constitution Party as their candidate for the office of president of the United States. And, and, and during that campaign, I received support and endorsement from a lot of different organizations, including uh, and, and because they shared my concern with an increasingly tyrannical government in D.C. And, uh, and one of those was a group called the League of the South. And, and yes, uh, I visited them. Yes, I actually joined their organization, uh, paid, paid some dues, enjoyed their organization. I found an affinity with them because we were both very much opposed to tyrannical, centralized, overbearing, overwhelming, tyrannical government. But I'm sorry, tyrann- Michael, what year was that, just for a frame of reference? 2004. Got it. 18 years ago. Um, now, during that time, I was invited to one of their events, and uh, and and um, I jokingly, because it was, I was in Alabama, it was a room full of very southern people, and I jokingly said, let's all sing a national anthem, and I sang Dixie. Now, now, and that there's a there's a tape of that that they've been using using to say I guess that I don't know what the national anthem is or whatever. It was obvious. You know, one time I was in West Virginia, and uh, I, I'm I'm an amateur musician i can prove the amateur part um but one time i was in west virginia and, and I, I said let's stand for the national anthem and i sang john denver's almost heaven west virginia country roads um it, it, it obviously yeah it, it you're was, paying homage it, to where you are yeah exactly so so they they've seized on this to say to, to call me a racist and a and, and the center of this thing is this is a group called the southern poverty law center which is an anti-Christian, anti-biblical, uh, anti-American group, in my view, which trades on hate. They call they, they have a hate watch list. I'm actually, in a sense, proud to be on their hate watch list, along with Dr. Ben Carson and Laura Ingram and and some others. That, Are they uh, funded by Soros? Uh, yeah, well, I I don't know that specifically, but they have, but they are funded, uh, and and they 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 publish, like I say, a, a hate watch list, and they collect lots of money. Back, uh, last time I saw their endowment, it was like $320 million. That was, I think, back in 2019 or so. Uh, so, so, yeah. Likely they, they have some ties. Well, that would be an interesting kind of to dig into their background and t- check it out. Look, this is all uh, opposition research to take down the, the candidate opposite, you know, and the, the filth that they throw out. If anybody believes that nonsense, they're, they're, it's their own ignorance that's going to be their undoing because it's that type of thinking that has us in the crisis precisely that we're in today. Right. So if right. people buy into that nonsense – and by the way, the nonsense that's spewed by the Washington Post, okay, is, is damaging at, at least – it's part of the warfare that I think you, that you mentioned earlier. It's, it's 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 an aspect of the warfare. These are acts of war. Absolutely, and and uh, controlling the minds and hearts of the people is you know propaganda. My goodness, they've been doing it since you know you since, know World War right. Two, right? So right. Our, our article you mentioned tyranny, tyranny and opposition, and it seems to me we're there now. You know, we are in a place now where we are overcome by uh, 
you know, that the these reasons and excuses to rip away our rights. I want to talk about institution of, of, of constitution and you're involved with it because clearly you're a constitutional scholar. Can you help us learn more about that organization, how we can educate ourselves and our rights? Sure. The, the web, first of all, the website, well, you can just type in Institute on the Constitution and you'll get there. Or our website is actually called The American View, theamericanview.com, theamericanview.com. And um, we, we call it The American View because we, we believe that there is an American view of law and government. Back in the Declaration, it's expressed in the Declaration. The, these self-evident truths that Jefferson talked about was, first, that there is a creator God. Secondly, that our rights come from him. Thirdly, that the purpose of civil government is to protect and defend those God-given rights. It's not to make sure you're eating your veggies. It's not. It's not to redistribute wealth. It's not to make sure you're wearing your your seatbelt. Uh, it, it, it's and it, by the way, it's not to protect your health. The, the purpose of civil government is not to protect your health. It's to protect your liberty so that you can protect your health. Um, so, so we. This is this is the the. the the, the mission of the Institute on the Constitution to re regenerate this kind of understanding, this kind of thinking in Americans. We have been led through through a number of means, uh, a number of vehicles, including the government schools and the major media, to forget our own heritage, to forget the own pri- uh, the principles on which our country was based. Uh, the, the false understanding of separation of church and state is part of that. Uh, the whole idea of evolutionary thinking is part of that. And we have basically come to the point where instead of saying that God Almighty is the source of our law and government, just like our founders said, we now say it's the, the, the evolutionary uh, opinions of judges, of men, uh, that, uh, that, that really are the source of law. And that's just not true. It's wrong. Um, and it's uh, subject to their personal ambitions, and it's a, uh, it's a methodology of taking over the government and taking over the people. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, listen, Michael, it has been wonderful to have you. Michael Peruca running for attorney general. I would I would ask everybody listening, tell 10 people about Michael. OK, Michael, what's your website? Patriots for Perutka dot com. And the four is well, you can do it either way. But the four is the number four. Patriots for Perutka dot com. Please, please visit there and, and, and send other people there. Um and, uh, and 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 support this. We're 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 trying to we're trying to bring back lawfulness to our government. God bless you. Thank you so much for your time this morning. We will have you back as we go forward in this race to restore freedom to the free state. God bless you and 